0: Ross, how you doing man? I mean, this is a beautiful morning. Look at this atmosphere. We're back here again. We're uh, hanging out by beautiful Lake Erie today and I uh, thought we'd just change it up so there's gonna be background noise or whatever um, to the whole like three, four listeners we have. But um, actually I got a text, I don't, I didn't tell you. I got a DM the other day from somebody who's been following me on a uh, different podcast for the past couple of years. He's living in um, uh, Portugal. Actually no, he's building a house in Portugal. Um, I think he's from the Netherlands, uh, but anyway, yeah, he said like, hey, he checked out Del Bello and he's listening to American
1: politics. I mean, I, I'm loving what we're doing. It's like I said, I like I've said a number of times, it's therapeutic because I think the news we get is uh, <laughs> just out there to kind of miseducate you and madden you, you know, and and talking through some of the realities of what we're trying to live through, I think it's therapeutic. So if you're having fun, what the hell?
0: I know, 100. percent So okay, let's start with the Trump indictment. Trump got indicted. Um, boxes and boxes and boxes of top secret classified documents, whatever uh, was found in bathrooms and basements and storage areas and so on and so forth. Um, What what do you, what do you think about all this, man?
1: Well, not much different than um, any of the prosecutions, whether they've been civil or or criminal at the federal level. Um, I think the, the complaint, which I did read is uh, pretty damning I think we know Trump, for years, has kind of told us all, right? I could go out to Fifth Avenue, uh, I could shoot somebody in the head with a gun and I wouldn't lose any votes. Um, So he definitely does what he wants to do and I assume that the complaint is true. I assume that this stuff was illegal. Um, Yet, I also assume that people are kind of done with, Seeing the world through a, a lens of, hey, you broke this law, you have to get prosecuted, you have to go to jail. I think for many for me personally working in the Just the Justice Center, some people call it the Injustice Center for seven and a half years, I've seen a lot of injustice in Cleveland. I mean, we know it exists, right? Uh, driving well black, all kinds all right, of so things. So we can't we
0: can't be talking yeah. about um, you know, uh, those things with, with Trump and documents. I don't think those go
1: to the other side. you, you, do, can. you think, do you think that this is injustice? No, no, no. I, I think what is it, would be injustice... Are we, are we really
0: saying that injustice is uh,
1: what... No, no, no. I think he should probably, you know, either do a plea deal or get found. You know, we would have to hear all the facts. I don't like saying people are guilty when we haven't had a trial. But assuming the complaint is true, let's, for this discussion, assume the complaint is true. Okay. Then I would say, hey, he should be hung, strung up. You know, he, he should go away. That being said, I don't think that... He's the first. I assume that Biden and many senators (laughs) have taken documents to their homes, you know, um, told their wife or their friend or somebody at a poker game about this or that, you know, um, name a country, right? Cambodia is actually trying to develop nuclear weapons and who would ever thought, you know? So um, I just think people this isn't going to lose him many votes, just like the go out to public square, you know, and shoot somebody in the head thing. Um, and I think that Biden and some of these other folk, you know, should also have to answer to the law. You so know? you're
0: basically saying that that the law should apply universally. Yes. as the law should apply. Exactly. And um, so, so you so you think that the um, FBI and these charges are being used as a political tool? If we're talking about the charges on the indictment in New York and you now the indictment with with the classified documents.
1: Unfortunately, I mean, and again, we try it's and talk the news. It's a possibility. You're trying yes. to say it's a possibility. I believe it's a possibility, yes. This right. is a political, political situation.
0: Right, right. I, I also do think it's a possibility that this is being used, is being used politically um, to say, hey, let's go after Trump. Uh, it doesn't mean that, that Trump doesn't deserve it. Or it, And I think you're 100% right. Right, Like It's like if... I am not too sure if I like the argument from a lot of people I'm hearing is saying like, oh, but they found... Um, documents in biden's house uh as well and then people say well biden cooperated what what's the crime here the crime is is taking the documents and storing them in an unsafe way and having access to classified materials without them being classified by the president or and the ability of them being um used or getting the hands of people to use them nefariously in certain situations or docs um operatives around the world that is the that is the issue so uh, I, i i think that there's a lot of kind of like Weird, um, kind of like you know, um, making up like why this is just making shit up when it comes to like different people. It's like, oh well, Pence had documents. Oh well, double standards. Yeah, he 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 cooperated. uh, Biden had documents. Oh well, he cooperated, which is true, which is true. But like, if it's a crime, it's it's a crime. Let's and and if you get a slap on the wrist, you get a slap on the wrist. It's fine. But at least go through the motions of pretending at least that there is um, an order of operations, an order of justice.
1: Right, because I, I think what you're saying actually has a, a basis in these charges and complaint. It's like counts one through 31 mm-hmm. is, you have documents you shouldn't have. Right. And then counts 32 through 45, or, wh- or however many of the rest of the counts are, are conspiracy, conspiracy to not cooperate. Right, okay, yeah, exactly, so, exactly. So if you have documents and you've kept them, uh, in, in a in a bathroom or a room in your house, or, or I know Trump's always saying Biden has him in a garage or something like that. Which he did. But, yeah, well, I think. Okay, yes. Next so to his Corvette. That that is akin to, as far as my reading could tell, charges one through thirty one on Trump's complaint. Right. You know, and so maybe Biden and whoever his main confidants. You know, I saw this guy's name. I'd never heard of him. Um, but yes, you're exactly right. We, this, we have a double standard in this country. It doesn't matter if you cooperate with the FBI. That um, maybe can reduce a sentence. You know, you can maybe get score some points for that uh, or a judge may a judge may take that into consideration if you have a five to ten year sentence. Exactly,
0: it's it's like it's like it's like stealing a candy bar from the store. You stole the candy bar. Now the cop catches you stealing the candy bar. Did you did you run from the cop or did you hit, or did you not run from the cop? Did you resist arrest did you not re- resist arrest? Those are two different charges. You stole the candy bar. It's still theft. It's my it's minor theft. Whatever you call it, petty theft. Um, but then there's other charges. So it's like. So I, I think that I think that the political parties are tying themselves up in knots. Now that's just from a Democrat side, but then we have the Republican side that's saying that again, this is this is all complete BS because um, you know it's it's politicized. It might be politicized, but is it a crime? And I think that what we're doing right now is we're blurring the lines between um, criminal behavior and politics as. Because it's being politicized doesn't mean that it's not criminal behavior. Because it's put it's, it's criminal behavior doesn't mean it's, it's negated because it's politicized, you know? And, and I, I think that we're in a dangerous place when it comes to politics because what we're doing is really allowing politics to trump criminal behavior or unethical behavior with, with our politicians because of the back and forth, left and right, red and blue bullshit for the most part. And um, I think we're seeing that when it comes to, so if we're, and let's just take another example. Something we really love to talk about is uh, stock trading or insider trading and so on and so forth. If um, um, McConnell says, hey, um, Schumer, you're insider trading, they'd be like, oh, that's political. It doesn't matter. Or if Schumer says, McConnell, hey, you're insider trading, they say that's political. It's, it's a witch hunt. No. Are you or not? Right. and it doesn't matter where it's coming from the, the fact is we have to have you know universal ethical legal behavior
1: yeah they they named the last proposed bill which which you know you put a gun to my head maybe me bet my life savings on it i'd never bet it to pass they named the last bill uh in the initials of pelosi the pelosi <coughs> act you right. know as though marjorie taylor green and dan crenshaw as that you know what i mean as though it's not a completely bipartisan right. situation and so um you're exactly right the parties continue to play got you they continue to um, show you how bad if you're on Republican text message threads or watch Republican news networks they continue to show you how bad and corrupt Biden is and if you're watching if you're on threads with Democrats or watching Democratic leaning news networks you're continue to be shown how criminal and how bad Trump is and um, this game of got you is leaving regular citizens like, we don't have we don't have justice here. We live in an well, unjust I, I think place. It's, I think it's
0: I think it's I think it's worse than that. I don't think it's saying that we don't have justice or we haven't live in an unjust place. I think it's more like we're we're blurring the fact of what is criminality, and what is yeah we're blurring the fact of what is criminality because if if we are just again if we're saying this is political, we're overlooking the criminality, and I I think that's the even more dangerous place that we're that we're coming into. For example, I think that a repercussion of uh, said documents and the politicization of you know um indicting trump with the said documents is that there's gonna be a lot of people that believe fully that this is a political witch hunt that is going to be it's gonna be the first time well this is is this the first time that somebody was indicted no um nixon wasn't indicted or was, was he i I think, think nixon was so anyway so so this guy could so
1: and clinton was indicted on perjury
0: that's true that's true so there, there this has has uh you know um a little bit of precedent but not a lot but you know If it goes further, like where Trump's arrested, where Trump goes to jail, where there's, you know, whatever, and this is only political, and now we're saying that this is, and this is already where we're we're heading, is this is looking like a political ploy to stop this one person from um, running for president or or consolidating power, power. I, I'm worried of. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, uh, unrest, civil unrest.
1: Oh, of course. And, and that's how Team Trump is framing this now. They're not even saying it's... Well, of course, they do say it's a witch hunt. <clears throat> but they've even moved to um, what got done against him. They're now calling it election interference. Mm. They're mm. saying, you know, y'all want to vote for me. I'm leading in the polls. I got 75 million votes last time. You know, and so the civil unrest thing, I mean, we've already seen, you know, January 6th and numerous protests on both sides for many issues we are moving into a more and more civil unrest kind of anxious time and future election 2024 i agree and so i completely agree that this is trying to drive civil unrest what i don't believe is that trump's going to go to you know be found guilty take a plea go to jail i don't believe that
0: no so i think in the future i was talking to my friend my friend the other day not the friend that we talked to last week uh shout out aaron but um I was talking to my friend, Yuri. <coughs> and uh, I, here's my prediction with, with that, and is is that regardless if Trump is found guilty or not guilty, it really doesn't matter. It's all about if, if Trump wins the primary or not. If Trump wins the primary, then he's just gonna go straight ahead and try to win the election. And that is if Biden drops out or not. If Biden drops out, I, I think that we might be in a better place. If Biden continues to go forward and he wins the primary, I think that everybody says like, oh, why would anybody think that Biden can win against Trump this time around, if he already won the t- first time? I think that that's that's naive to say. I think that's one is too early, and second of all, I think that they're downplaying how many Democrats don't want Biden to run and how he's not inspiring people to get out to vote. That's that's a whole other thing. Um, but the other thing is, I think that. Um, if he does when he's just going to try, try to become president so he could just pardon his damn self, you know, you know, and I don't know if you can arrest somebody and then not go to jail or or then become president or not because, get, become president because you went got arrested and went to jail and that whole criminal thing. I don't I think the whole I think the whole trial, like this whole criminality of it stops as he's running. Um, I think that was part of the whole thing of him getting out to declare early. Um, but the other thing is, is if he loses the primary, I, he has, again, a solid base. And somebody, whoever it's, who it's going to be, it's going to be DeSantis, it's going to be, you know, um, Pence. Pence or Christie or, you know, whoever else is in, in the race, uh, um, They're going to have to make a deal with Trump to win the general. They're going to have to go to Trump and say, hey, I will pardon you. I will um, help you out as the president if I win, if you help me win. Um, and then he has to cut a deal. It's good. are the deal, right? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, art of the deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so, I, again, uh, a, a Republican nominee that wins the primary cannot win without Trump's endorsement and Trump's base. Um, and Trump, exactly. And, and I think that Trump will not do a deal unless like he's going to be pardoned for everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think all you say is correct. I mean, I'll take a less complicated uh framework or or prediction analysis of it. I mean, I I think that people, especially Republican voters, but even more and more Democrats, hate the government, um, see the government as corrupt, see us as, you know, if it can happen to Trump, it can happen to you. If it can happen to Tamir Rice, it can happen to you. And um, I don't see any world in which he wouldn't win the primary because the, I think people's number one issue is the government is corrupt and many you know a, a significant portion of Republican primary voters and so you know DeSantis Tim Scott Nikki Haley, Mike Pence they now identify as the government and Trump continues to identify as anti-establishment the government's coming after me right and so I couldn't see any which world uh, where, Trump does not win this primary, assuming it goes forward and and, and with him in it. I know? agree. It's a, it's a, it's a smart narrative right now,
0: but um, it, it, it kind of obfuscates uh, the clear distinction between the the power in the in the difference between Trump and the average person, because people are trying to associate them themselves as Trump as acting on behalf of the average person. And look, if any average person had classified documents in their bathroom, we would not be fucking having this conversation of running for president or, or am I or am I not going to get indicted. I would be arrested sitting in a hole somewhere and you wouldn't hear from me for until you know. And it, and it really doesn't matter if I was guilty or not. <laughs> like no. how did I get the documents and yeah. you be done, right? You know. You'd,
1: it wouldn't be political. No, it would never make the news. It would never it would, it would it would never, never make, make the, the news. news. I,
0: I, 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 there, there wouldn't be no Hey, let's figure this out. Yeah. Kind of like with stock trading. If I was insider trading, there wouldn't be. Let's figure these things out. Uh, there wouldn't be like, oh no, it was my wife uh, right. let's trading the stocks, not me, uh, getting that insider knowledge. Let's figure things out. No, it would none. None of this would happen. So I think that. Um, I think that what we are seeing here is Trump is aligning himself with the average person. The average person thinks that uh, the legalities and the government and the just, in the justice system is unfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a complete distinction between the way that we're taxed, the way that we're charged, the way that we pay, the way that we um, work, the, 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 the wages that we earn, our retirement, our health care, and everybody else. Trump's associating with that, but we, I think everybody has to re- realize that he is far detached from the average person. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's a weird, that's an interesting place where he's going brand wise, but not,
1: it's not reality. Hey, I've been on this train for, uh, I mean, almost since 2016, he is playing the role of anti-establishment, <laughs> but he, in fact, I, I, I argue and people think I'm crazy that he is the establishment. And I don't think our lives change. I don't think policies change very much. Whether you have Bush or Obama or uh, Biden or Trump you know and and so he's trying to make it that hey the FBI is a politically corrupt just the FBI and the CIA not your not your local law enforcement not your state law law enforcement but the FBI and the CIA are politically motivated to get me You got
0: like literally the biggest spider behind you right now um it's on this little thing right here you might want to blow it off the edge where yeah look at that thing if you're not worried about it it, it's fine I can't see it all right then it's fine
1: I'll keep an eye on for it. That little guy? That little guy? That, that, no, I'm talking about right here on the back of my chair. No, man. Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, my gosh. That is scary, man. You're going oh, to have to keep an eye out for me. I can't uh, blow right. it off. I'm not trying to annoy it. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Let's uh, go. It should, let's be, go, let's it should go. be fine. All right. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that... Um, it's branding. It's it's campaign consultants. It's Steve Bannon. I think it's really smart. I think it's easy to see Joe Biden as our government, as um, Big Brother, if you will. I'll, I, you know, if I catch Biden doing a dumb tweet, I'll always respond, "Hey, Big Brother." You know, Joe Biden's been in charge for like 40, 50 years. You know, Donald Trump was in charge for four. You know, and so I think it's phenomenal political branding. Uh, if you buy it. And that's your choice to buy it. I don't buy it, and I don't think he'll go to jail. First. All
0: right. So, what do you think about Pence jumping in, in the race? I think I think personally, Pence jumping in the race, people are under. I think people are underestimating Pence. I think that he's he's the only person that go on record to be um, pro national abortion ban. The evangelicals and the pro um, or the anti-abortion people are really going to side with him. I don't think that he's going to get the majority of the vote, but you know, picking up four, five, six percent is not not going to be unheard of for him. Right. Um, which is going to hurt somebody. I don't know if it's going to be hurt, hurt the people who are supporting Trump before or that could have supported DeSantis because of his uh, passage of the six-week Florida bill um, and signing that into law. Um, but I think that Pence is being underrated right now.
1: Um,
0: I, 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 I'm probably
1: I, one of the people that would underrate him. I mean, I went on his website to see like what he was proposing, and there was no policies on there. It was, it was a narrative about... You know, we're the most pro-life candidate of all time or something like that. And so I think what you're saying is true. He will lock up people who that's their only issue they care about, which is a significant uh, poor. It's a, not majority, but it's nonetheless, like you're talking about, a block of Republican primary voters. Mm-hmm. And so um, he will rendered, endorse- I don't think he'll come up with a majority of delegates. I do think his endorsement will matter. I do think Trump is kind of getting away from the you know uh, full-blown abortion ban type talk and hey, we lost well, these d- elections because of Roe vs. Wade.
0: Well, he never was there for, to begin with. Um, he was saying that he would get the judges on there and then you know, honestly, smart, smartly, I, I, I have to say this is a smart position and uh, people could hate me for saying, saying things Trump does smart things, but Um, The smart position to take was like, I got the justices on the court for you and you did this and lost, you know, the midterms or you didn't do as well in the midterms. And you're blaming me for it because you didn't have the common sense to understand what the American people want. And I'm like, that's a really good point. (laughs) You know, Um, and then so he's backing away from that because he understands like, wow, people are starting to think about this, you know. Um, And this is why Pence was the only person to go on record to say, I will support a national abortion ban. Um, and and I think that even and this is showing I think a lo- that block of people and like I said it's probably like three to six percent um, that are going to turn away from the DeSantis the Trump. Haley and so on and so forth, um, and the, and I don't think Trump even cares. Right, Trump certainly
1: does not care. Yeah,
0: and, and honestly, it's, it's it's winning. It's it, because what he's he's betting on is no matter if he wins the GOP people who are going to turn out or are going to turn out. He wants to get the the. Uh, People that are not feeling Biden, the people who uh, maybe didn't vote were Republicans that didn't vote for Trump, and sees that Trump is like the the better choice than uh, a Joe Biden. And I I, I think there's going to be significant people. And again, he doesn't have to. Everybody says, oh, well, he's not going to get more votes. Last time, Joe Biden got 81 million votes, and he got 75 million votes. Remember, when was the last time a Republican candidate won with the majority of votes? They didn't. It's it's Electoral College. And so he doesn't give a shit about the majority votes. If it's 75 or 76, where are those other million votes coming from? Is it coming from Wisconsin, Pennsylvania? Is it coming from Arizona?
1: Or is it coming from... Yeah, the Trump, the Pence slice of it, it it will be interesting. I mean, I think it'll be... I still think people vote to... Sometimes they sacrifice their issues. I mean, I know, unfortunately, I know I've done it. I'm probably not going to do it in the future. But for you know winnability um and so i do think some of those um we'll talk about that
0: really quick what does that mean um sacrificing issues for winnability
1: well i probably have never had a candidate that i'm fully in lockstep with i'm very anti-war person i'm very i would love the criminal justice system to become more just that's always been a super important issue for me coming from the Justice Center, uh, you know, seeing... So,
0: oh, so what you're saying is, like, is like, I have my ideas, and I see a candidate that kind of checks the boxes but doesn't really check all the boxes, So, but I still support him because he's the lesser of all the evils.
1: Well, and I'm also for, um, you know, holding people accountable. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll just want to get an incumbent out of there, right? Like Sherrod Brown. You know, for me personally, Sherrod's had, had his time. And so I won't vote for... Um, the Republican opponent, but I'll vote, if he gets primaried by somebody that gets 1% of the vote, I'll probably be in the 1%. That's how I am now. Back in the day, I would have said, hey, Sherrod needs a block, Sherrod needs support. I know he's not perfect. You know, I don't, I don't buy that he's fighting for the dignity of work. I think he's a arms dealing war hawk, you know, but so is the Republican and Share even you know if you give me the most left liberal in a in Ohio primary, I was like, well, they're not going to win, and shared needs support. I got to donate to shared's cause. So, and I'm sure a lot of people did that for for Biden last time. They said, well, I'm anti-Trump, I believe in Bernie, or I believe in Yang, or I believe in this guy. But, you know, they they bought that narrative. Biden's the only one that can beat Trump. I didn't agree with it, but I know a lot of people bought that. You right. know, And he did end up beating Trump. So I think some people just said, well, why am I going to give this guy Yang my vote? Why am I going to give Marianne Williamson my vote? We need a candidate that can defeat Trump. Now, you know, again, I would have said, I'd have gone to the sheets on it. Hey, Bernie can beat Trump. You know, I don't see why one of these other candidates can't beat Trump. I think Bernie would have beat beat Trump. Yeah, Trump is a clown show. So, but viability is a very important, I, I feel like I would have gotten more votes And this comes up with ranked choice voting, too, that, you know, people are more starting to move toward ranked choice voting. I had near, I I had a lot of people tell me and DM me that, hey, they would have voted for me if they thought I had a chance when I ran for mayor.
0: That's interesting. I wonder if there's ranked choice voting in in the mayoral race, how you would have, uh, how you would have fared? Would you have come in one, two or three? And then how would that have changed, you know, throughout? Oh, that's, that's interesting. I mean, isn't that—that's pretty much how Eric Adams won in New York, right?
1: Well, they had ranked-choice <laughs> voting, and yeah, there were two, I think, more truly left liberals that probably stole votes for each other, but there was ranked-choice voting, so that didn't absolutely kill them. I don't really know how that played out, so I don't want to say that's how he won or—because they had, I think, I mean, ranked that's
0: how—what's uh, uh, her name? Pelota from um, Arizona, uh, Alaska won, right? I, I'm not familiar. Because they, they, they thought that— um, um, Oh, what's her name? I'm 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 losing it. She, Sarah she ran, Palin. Yeah, Palin. The, the, the Palin was gonna be the front runner, but I I, I think that was just ranked choice voting that got her in, into Congress. Um, Eric Adams, I think that's how he smashed through the primary. Again, Andrew Yang was the favorite to, favorite to come out there, but he actually with ranked choice came in number fifth.
1: That's right. Okay, I am starting to remember that. Maybe because so.
0: because Eric was com, coming out as like a law um, and order mm-hmm. um, moderate Dem, and you know. New York being New York, there's definitely a lot of progressives. So I think it it kind of like shuffled the deck around a little bit. And I think we were like, whoa, oh, this is, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think ranked choice voting, it would be something that, you know, it's not on the list today and and we should think about it and talk about it more, but would be something where you feel like your vote matters and you say, if I want Medicare for all, that's all I care about. I am pro-life or pro-choice. That's really all I care about and the main, the candidates with all the funding and all the media behind them. Um, He's good. You know, are not are not really fighting for that cause. So I want to vote, you know, for the candidate that is stumping for what I care about most. And so, you know, for me in Cleveland, I, was, I would argue I was the only one talking about stadium funding, you know, funding billionaires of the, of the seven. So again, I got a lot of DMs saying, hey man, thanks for, thanks for running. You ran a great campaign you know, uh, I, I, I wish I could have voted for you, you know, but I didn't feel like you could win. You had no money. You had, you know what I mean? So uh, it was just honest, you know, but me personally, I won't, I won't sell my vote in the future for those, for these nothing burger candidates in the future, but I have in the past.
0: Speaking of, uh, candidates i was gonna say nothing but candidates was speaking of candidates <laughs> rfk came to uh twitter spaces uh between uh, the last time we spoke and, and now um uh, we were actually talking about elon musk hosting spaces for different people and um again rfk is being supported by david Sachs. david Sachs is supporting not only desantis but also rfk um and, and so David Sachs is the connection between him and Elon, I think. So I'm actually quite curious if uh, Twitter is going to host presidential uh, roundtables or spaces with other candidates that are not connected with David Sachs. So we're going to see if that works out. But uh, here's the difference between RFK's Twitter space and DeSantis' Twitter space, besides the technical issues. DeSantis's was a cookie cutter, um, scripted space that he read a thing. He got some people up there, supported him and kind of like patted his butt and said, Hey, good job, buddy. And asked you a softball question. He gave some kind of weird softball answer. And then it was done in like an hour. RFK stayed up there for hours, fielding questions from all kinds of people. Now, if this was scripted or staged and planned in any way, I don't know how they could have done it because of just the sheer amount of time and sheer number of people. I want to say hats off to RFK for that.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to talk in public. I think, frankly, I think this is hard uh, because we make mistakes. We say things that are incorrect Um, or it's nerve wracking. And then it gets recorded and you're like, oh, well, that's really (laughs) not how I meant it I'm a fucking idiot. And (laughs) then everybody starts running
0: with it. It's like, come on, can we have a nuanced conversation about this? No, you cannot.
1: Right. And so um, I don't know about you. Did you listen to the whole thing then?
0: Uh, I listened to about an hour, but he kept on. He kept on fucking going. And yeah, I, was like, I listened I was to like, like two hours, and it still wasn't over. So, um, I, yeah, I listened to an hour. Came back like an hour and a half later. It clicked on. And I was like, "He's still going. <laughs> what are you talking about, <laughs> man? <laughs> Get right, out of here!" Right.
1: Yeah. So, props to him, and I hope that Marion Williamson and Cornell West and um, the, all these guys, Pence. I hope they all have the opportunity for the platform. Right. <laughs> the platform's really important. Um, He, I felt like he spent 30 or 40 minutes kissing Elon Musk's ass, uh, kind of toward the beginning and and thanking him for, you know, platforming him and but saying you're doing all this great stuff and with AI and and was it Neuralink and, and all this stuff. And that wasn't so much that what matters to me or I think many voters. I think then he got into, you know, the war in Ukraine is killing Ukrainians and draining of us of our tax dollars. Right. You know, and that's his. You know, that's his meal ticket. That's where he's going to <laughs> steal votes from 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 both major candidates from voters of both parties. Right. Um, good for him on that. In my opinion, where I stand on the issue. Um, what else was he talking about? He talked about a lot. Oh, energy. He. Um, he gets asked about nuclear energy right. and things like this a lot. Because he's
0: anti-nuclear energy.
1: Yes, he's anti-nuclear energy. and, and um, Which
0: is a really unpopular Republican opinion. And honestly, a, a, kind of an unpopular opinion in general, I think.
1: Yeah, so this is a, a spot where I'm really weak on. I don't know much about energy policy. But it seems like he's selling, or or maybe speaking on behalf <laughs> of like gas and oil companies, and against... Nuclear power. So um, he might be right, he might be wrong. I'm not the right guy to analyze the spiels, you know, the political talk that he, he's good at it. That's not the first time I've heard him talk about why nuclear doesn't work in the free market and it's too dangerous and you, you can't insure it. That's what he always says. If you could insure it, fine, but it's crony capitalism and it needs subsidies and all this stuff. Um, To me it seems like he's doing a good job selling his message but his message might be incorrect and i'm not the guy to sniff that out so
0: i I listened to this as well i I think that you know after listening to him it made me rethink nuclear energy and um because i think when we talk about nuclear energy and and the concept of nuclear we're talking about just the energy production how much does it produce for the amount of space that it takes and the reliability of getting energy and what does it do when it comes to clean i guess clean and air quotes um, you know, energy production, and and per you know, capita, uh, you know, a nuclear power plant is the most energy rich, energy producing thing that we have. You know, um, stick stick one in, in one state, and you're basically powering half the state, right? And they're
1: shutting them down. And they're and they're shutting states.
0: them down. And so we're looking at it going like, bro, build more, right? But then he brought up some good points. Look, they cost over a billion dollars to build. They you they're uninsurable because if something happens, the insurance company is wiped out. Um, The waste is impossible to get rid of. You have to have a huge construction of a space that you make and leave it there for tens of thousands, 100,000 years. It's like this is not the answer to our energy problems. And, you know, once you start talking about the, the numbers of, and it, it is, there is subsidies to it. So once you start, start talking about the numbers of building, construction, storage, waste disposal, waste management, the future of that waste management that's going to last for tens of thousands of years, I don't know if anybody's going to have a deed of the land going like, hey, there's something bad there that's going to kill everybody. Got
1: to for 30,000 years. Right.
0: Um, and then uh, the, the ability that it could, something could happen, and then everybody's just kind of like shit out of luck. He makes a good point. I mean, the counterpoint to that is like, why aren't we uh, dealing more with solar? And everybody's like, oh, but it gets cloudy. That's this, that's another stupid argument because uh, solar panels have developed in a way that you know, if there's light outside, it's taking energy out of out of the because sunlight is from the sun. Yeah, it's from the sun. It's you know, it doesn't matter if there's cloudy. It doesn't even have some out there to beam right on the solar panel um, because they can. They're still going to operate. So people are saying, and, and then people are wondering like another uh, another thing about energy production, people are looking at um, fusion, you know, uh, nuclear energy is fission. Uh, they're talking about fusion, like the sun. And they're like, well, why use, why spend so much money on fusion when we have a major fusion reactor out there, it's called the sun, that we just harness their energy. And then there's different ways to do that. So, you know, I think he might have a good point. I mean, and, 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 and last thing I want to say is like, well, let's talk about the repercussions. If we needed energy now, and we're talking about coal, um, and the dirty, non-green energy and the long-lasting repercussions of, uh, say, CO2 or carbon emissions or pollution to uh, opposed to, say, the long-term effects of nuclear storage or waste or a uh, nuclear disaster.
1: You know, I, I, you know I, I told my wife this week, because this is the second or third time I've heard him give this spiel. And, you know, coming from the Justice Center and civil law, uh, when you talk about insurance policies, that actually hits home to me. Um, I told my wife this week, I this, this is going to be what makes me learn more. Because the last thing I do is err on the side of repeating what a politician says is mm, true. Mm, that's mm. the last thing I do. So mm. um, for me, this is a... I, let's,
0: say, let's say that again because that's important right there.
1: The last thing that I do is err on the side of taking... Some what a politician says is true. All right. No. Well. And so, um, he delivers the spiel well. He has a lot like what you were saying about DeSantis. He has a lot of charisma and what seems like genuine passion toward these environmental issues. DeSantis
0: has no charisma. He has
1: no charisma. Yeah. And I think RFK, um, you know, does have charisma. I, I think all the Democrats that are not Biden have have their own brand of charisma. Right. But. Um, uh, just because he seems well-researched and I get it, he was an environmental attorney, helped depollute the Hudson river, um, you know, is, is saying he cares about people with vaccines and, and censorship and, and all this stuff. It doesn't necessarily make it true. Even if he believes it, right? That's if you're a Seinfeld fan, what does George Costanza say, right? The, <laughs> you're not lying. If you believe it to be true, you know? And so, um, he may believe all that stuff about insuring it and storing it and it being dangerous. It might be true. Some of it might be true. Some of it might be false, but for me, it triggers into me. I got to learn more about energy policy.
0: I, I think that's, I'm gonna say is I, 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 am I'm, I'm just gonna nitpick say, I don't know if I have to learn about energy policy. I'm gonna have to learn, learn more about energy production, consumption cost, and insurance. Um, I think policy, we're talking about government and how they want to interact like different energy policies within the, 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 the nation. Um, but no, that's a really good point, Ross. That's a really damn good point. All, all I'm saying, I guess from my point of view is, one, yeah, you, you, you told me to shut up about what he said. Uh, but, but two, I think that he, he did bring some things on, on, into, the, into the conversation that were never there before about nuclear. Because, honestly, I thought nuclear was just a, a, a slam dunk. It's like, let's just build these things. And he's like, hold up. Let's just wait a second. Look at all of this stuff. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, well, okay. Well,
1: well, that's why he and all these candidates deserve credit. And you for running, and I think me for running, is because you're making people <clears throat> think and listen and call you out. Give you credit where maybe, maybe you think credit is due on a topic that you know about. Like me, I know a lot about the criminal justice system, you know and then say, say, oh no, he's completely wrong on this topic that I actually know a lot about. Right. And so, RFK deserves a ton of credit for, like you were saying, going for two and a half hours on Twitter Spaces. Doesn't mean he gave you two and a half hours of cold-blooded truth, you know right. what I mean? But he's bringing these things to the forefront of the discussion, which right. is why he really deserves a lot of credit and people gotta run, and you can't give an 80-year-old guy an eight-year unopposed term you know what i mean so <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of uh in, uh running for president dr cornell west what do you think
1: i am a huge cornell west fan you know a lot of people are saying that huh? dude <laughs> i so i'm not um, so you're stoked i'm very stoked he's, but I, he's
0: running with the people's party why right? he's not running as an independent or something else or a green party or somebody that actually has ballot access
1: so that's an issue again just like energy policy i, I need to I don't know enough about. They're saying that they would only have ballot access in two states. You may know more about this than me, but nonetheless, he does the radical love thing better than anybody. You know, this is uh, for me, a guy like um, Not Han. Um, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. He loves all. He loves those he will never meet. Those who have no political power. Um, he he loves. This is going to be hard to believe. He loves, you know, hateful white supremacists. You know what I mean? The, I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and advertise for Masterclass because I think most of Masterclass is shit. I literally bought Masterclass just because he did a Masterclass. And um, I love philosophy, you love philosophy, right? We love, I love the Daily Stoic. Um, I wish I could take um, Cornell West's philosophy class at whatever university he's at nowadays Um, He's just a very powerful, um, unconditional, loving speaker and person. Um, Yeah, I think he lives his words. He spoke for Nina Turner when Nina was running against Chantel Brown. He, uh, you know, introduced her and spoke on her behalf. It was just so powerful. You know, he just loves everybody and wants to, you know, truly fight the war on poverty. You know, and I think when there's a photo of him, one time holding up a sign and it says if the if the war on poverty was a real war we would actually fund it <laughs> you know what i mean so he uh i love cornell i
0: mean that's that's, that's a good quote that's yeah. a damn good quote um i don't know enough about him i i, I, don't, I don't know um, i'm just looking at it like it, his chances to win and if you're Again, this is a lot why a lot of people who are independent or green or peoples or forward or whatever whatever party you want to put in there run as a Democrat or Republican because they have ballot access in 50 states. Um, if you win the primary, you actually can compete before the general. Um, and even even though the, the, the independent or whatever is not going to have a primary for the most part and they're just going to go straight to the general and you're going to be on the ticket, most people vote, vote their party line, and you can't break people away from that. And so when I looked at this, I was just like, oh, great, he's running, but... Why would I spend time to learn about them? Because I'm probably not going to see him in our state.
1: Well, um, I don't think you're wrong about um, the ballot access thing, and I have to look. And, and A lot of people are saying some of the the people in charge of that party, or the campaign manager, or the CEO, if you will, whatever, have <laughs> very checkered personal histories. So um, I don't know. I don't know much about the People's Party. I think there are a lot of voters so disenfranchised with the Democratic or Republican Party, they're actually mad that RFK and Marianne Williamson are running as Democrats. And well, um,
0: it, it, it's, it's a definitely risky thing. You know, once you run as a Democrat, like half of the Republicans don't want to fucking talk to you. It, it's a truth. It's like, hey, you know what? I like you, but too bad you're a D. Yeah. You know, or hey, I like you too bad you're an R, you know, and, it's, and that's a, I've heard that so much on the campaign trail like from Republicans. Like, hey, I really like you. You have great ideas. I love your background. Um, you seem like you're going to be a good person and, 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 I, and I could trust you, but you were running as a D. And it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing here in a democracy if you just follow party, party lines just like that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I just don't. The only thing that I could think is he's trying to do like something like a, is they see that there is chinks in the armor of the Republicans and the Democrats. And I think that uh, Andrew Yang saw the same thing. That's why he made the forward party. I think that's why you know we had uh, Nader, you know, being very much in the Green Party. Um, uh, independents don't really carry the same weight. So what we really need is a competitive party. The only reason why I would say that he would be doing this is to try to boost up the People's Party to be able to, you know, be a competitive party in the future.
1: Just to try to get more notoriety, more, you know. Yeah, I mean, if I was him, again, I don't know much about the, at this point, I don't know much about the Green Party, you know, but if I was him or if I was going to do this and thought I carried the weight to get some platforming, I would just go as an independent, you know. Now, I don't know, does that mean the independent, you know, has ballot access on zero states? You know, I don't really understand the whole, the People's Party only has ballot access on two states. I think, don't you just have to get a number of signatures in Ohio and all these states to then make the ballot. I I don't quite understand. Got to look into that. But um, he should run. We need more people running. He has a little bit of a platform. I don't think he'll get Nina Turner's support. I don't think (coughs) he'll get Democratic people that are sticking with the Democratic Party.
0: That's interesting that he wouldn't get Nina Turner's support. I would be uh, a little pissed off about that.
1: I don't think he'll get Bernie's support. He's campaigned for Bernie all these years right all these years but
0: well, Bernie's on his, honestly I don't know what Bernie's doing he's probably just in his twilight he's like fuck it I fought already I'm done <laughs> <laughs> like he, he like I don't understand what he's doing but I mean the, it's probably screwed him twice he's probably just saying oh, I don't know how many, how many more years does he have on his term
1: I don't know his senatorial term. I don't know how many more wins his next election. But oh, I, uh, I wonder if
0: he's just going to quit when it's when it's done. Because I mean, the, the 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 speed in which he came out to just endorse Biden, and right. just <laughs> basically, I, I'm surprised. You know, it was like, sad. It was like, sad. Oh, okay. All it's, right, Bernie.
1: Yeah, especially again because Cornel West has, uh, you know, passionately backed his camp, both his campaigns, and spoke so eloquently on behalf of Bernie and the policies that Bernie represents. You know, and and I think he. Cornell West hates neoliberals, or I don't know if he has hate in his heart, but he really, really will tell you that neoliberalism is um, is killing killing us in this country.
0: So the way they understand ballot access, and I could be totally wrong with this, so grains of salt all around. Uh, so I was talking to people that are involved with the Ford Party right now, and they said that um, what they need to do is they need to get enough support to be recognized as a party, and then people can register as a forward party candidate in Ohio. But until that happens, it doesn't exist. Okay. You know, so so they have to do that and then submit it to to uh, you know Secretary of State. And then if it, it's recognized as a party, and then you can come on as you know a forward party candidate. Um, and so until your party is recognized, it is not recognized. So running as an independent again has its own. It's just I'm a guy running for office. You get on the ballot for the general election. <coughs>
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, You know, I know, you know, you know, you you met with Yang and stuff like that. And and I don't know if Cornell West spoke to that party. You know, I don't know if if that party stands for genuine policy change beyond UBI or or, which is genuine policy change. But but, you know, I know Cornell West is big in the Medicare for all movement and has always been big in the and I don't know where the forward party stands on that. I'm assuming at least the people's party said, oh, we're for Medicare for all. But uh, he just declared like three or four days ago. So, uh, you know. Did you watch his campaign video? I did. What do you think? And I watched him on Russell Brand and I put that on on the list. Uh, Dude, I, again, he speaks, everything that he does transcends our bullshit. Everything that he does transcends our bullshit. That's why I like the Daily Stoic, right? It has, the Daily Stoic, Mark Aurelius, these people 2,000 years ago, they knew nothing about North America and the three countries in North America, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. It's about humans. It's about love. It's about caring about your neighbor, you know. And so, um, yes, has he identified neoliberalism as a problem? Has he identified Medicare for all as something that would help the powerless and the poor? Yes. But... He comes at this with an approach of love your neighbor, forgive your neighbor, you know, it does, even, even if they're doing the most hateful things, right? He's, he was even, if you even watch the video, he's even speaking to you know, white supremacists who you know, maybe love Trump, you know, something like that. So he's trying to unite us, which I don't know that any other candidate I think Obama wanted to do that. I think idealistically Obama wanted to do that. I don't think he did do that. You know what I mean? But are are we going to get back to being the United States of America or are we going to get back to kind of hating this group that you've been taught to hate? And I think that's where <laughs> Cornel West stuff really resonates with me. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Um, where do we go from here? Um. Tucker Carlson. Since we're staying a national uh, first Twitter show, I watched the clip that you sent. Um, if I wish I could remember what it said, um, you probably can remind me. It was an eight minute, nine minute. No, he did about a twelve minute show. Probably been watched by twenty million people so far. I
1: Thought it was way more than that.
0: I thought there was twenty. I thought there was ninety million. Uh, um, ninety million impressions on Twitter, oh, okay. and then there was twenty million f- watches. Gotcha. Um, but then it was liked about a million times as well. So, we'll. we'll look legacy media is fucked um oh by the way I heard that they, that Fox let Tucker go because it was part of the deal agreement with um, Dominion yeah so they I, I don't know if we talked about that already
1: Not, uh, no we haven't talked about that and, and that it seemed like t- a guy that's writing Tucker's autobiography and then Tucker retweeted it with some eyeballs or whatever basically maybe akin to this is this is my truth you know what i mean i can't maybe he can't speak about it maybe they have all of confidentiality agreements mm. you know things like that um but right now that's where and it does voices it, are it makes us sense it, it, makes, it, it makes, makes it makes
0: total sense like because you don't know if you're fox you're like why are you gonna and it's like firing tucker saves you 700 billion dollars
1: or i'm sorry 700 million dollars you're like well I think that's something for their finance team because they paid out 700 million 700 right but it was d- down for,
0: but it's down from 1.6 billion dollars Oh, their demand their demand sure or it was 1.2 or something like that yeah I think it was
1: 1.6 or some 1. 1.4 1. 1.6 billion was the demand and then they
0: then they talked to talked it down to 700 and they're like if that's if that was the deal it's like all right fire Tucker then
1: yeah I mean I, I've settled a lot of cases in my life um, that <laughs> never been something that I've saw in any of my settlements was we want you to fire one of your employees. Now, this is much different than anything that I was a part of at the Justice Center. Was some big cases, over $40 million cases, but um, never something i heard about. I'm not going to say it's not true. I just... Um, they're going to lose a lot of money, as we know already, because their only super popular guy is gone, and you're going to lose advertisers. Well, you
0: that. see how super popular he was, is because he, his first show has 20 million people going like, oh, what well, is Tucker going to say? and regardless of what he says whatever he does say he says it well you know and it's like it's like the song from blues Fever's hook you know it doesn't matter what i say just as long as you say it with uh, inflection or something and he's like um and it's like whatever he says you, you're like he's saying it and i and i'm, I'm with you tucker you know and he he, he he has great delivery um and so that's why i'm saying that and he did it on twitter and whatever Elon Musk is trying to create at Twitter, which I didn't know what he was trying to create, I thought, oh, he's, he's screwing up Twitter. But the way that he is bringing these big names in to be independently, independent either media personalities is quite honestly phenomenal, that they're using Twitter as the space to do it, because that's what Tucker did. Um, it's just showing the power of the personal brand in uh, this new social media environment. And... Um, it kind of goes to um. I was I was just ta- I was just hearing listening to a show the other day about the um, talking about new sports deals, right? And uh, they were talking about the I think it was the Ronaldo deal. You know anything about that, or was it Messi? I don't know
1: about his new. Yeah, Messi's coming to the MLS.
0: Yeah, and and for like for like for like part ownership as well. Oh right right right. And and so what what is what is what they're doing is they're leveraging their brand and saying like hey you know what. It, Hey, you know what? I am a brand, and I'm gonna get eyeballs. So if I am part of any organization, if you're talking about like not just like the Cavaliers, but the NBA, um, you're gonna get eyeballs on me. and I, and it's just showing like how important that is the personal brand. and it's quite phenomenal.
1: Oh yeah, and and, and frankly, you know, influence trading and taking stock or holding stock in something that you're gonna help using your influence. Is not new. Uh, I, I saw an interview of Charles Barkley talking about. I didn't see that new movie Air with uh, you know about when they put the put the Nikes on Michael Jordan. It's on my watch list. But Yeah, it's on my watch list. But Charles Barkley said Michael Jordan told me, "Hey, don't take uh, a flat payout and a contract. Say no, you can keep that money. Give me stock in Nike. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to promote Nike, and this is back you know in the '80s, not early '90s. You know, give me <clears throat> give me stock. So uh, it's not new, but it's we're seeing new platforms, right? Rumble, um, Rumble. And now Twitter as a, uh, as a platform that will host these spaces, these debates, these news shows, if you want to call it that. I think branding anything news is questionable. Um, but like what you said about Tucker and the way he sells, the way he delivers, it's, it's more akin to RFK than DeSantis, right? DeSantis, no charisma. RFK, a little bit of charisma seems like Tucker has a lot of fuck-the-establishment charisma. Right. You know, and, and um, right. again, I take a lot of the things he says with a grain of salt. What he said about um, basically it seems like America is trying to pin the Nord Stream 2 pipeline explosion on Ukraine. And Seymour Hersh's reporting would have you, have you believe this is a complete American operation. We use American divers ba 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 and uh, what that first episode really to me the message that he was trying to get across to the 20 million or the 90 million, whatever you want to say, is that I can't believe Ukraine blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. They're telling you Russia did it. Of course, of course, Roger wouldn't buy, wouldn't blow up the Nord Stream two pipeline. Right, and so Tucker used that ten minutes or twelve minutes, however long it was, um, and that was it was twofold. It was one, Ukraine did this. It was two, the the media is here to miseducate you. It's what you're not. It's what they're not allowed to tell you, and that's why you need to come to me and Twitter you know, and so it's very interesting.
0: He's, he, I, he's probably gonna get a, a sued for this. Uh, I, I don't know if they're gonna win. Um, he, he got paid, he's, he got paid by the, by Fox. Fox said, keep the money, but you're gone. Um, he has, you know, a non-compete. Is he gonna give the money back? Is the lawsuit even gonna be as much money as he can make on Twitter? <clears throat> Who knows? The guy's well off. I don't really give a shit. They're not gonna take the money that he has. He's just gonna take the future money that he can make, maybe, but, um, this is gonna be interesting to see how it comes out and, it wouldn't surprise me even if he gets sued for a lot of money that um, Elon Musk comes and pays his bills.
1: Oh, of course, oh, yeah, indemnify him. You know, like so hey, yeah.
0: oh, you got sued for a hundred million uh, dollars yeah. from a uh, uh, Fox? Okay, here I'm gonna pay that. You stay on my plat- platform. Exactly. Plus, here's a hundred million for, it to, for you
1: to be comfortable. Right. For sure. Sh- for sure. Because um, he's worth it. It's he. He has the uh, the are- he's in I, the middle of the arena. I don't, okay, wait, I don't know, if, but, I don't, I don't the know arena.
0: if any any salary is worth a hundred million dollars, yeah. but I will say that he can make it back. And he can can make it profitable. He
1: he can bring Twitter the advertising revenue that Twitter desires. Exactly. Um, And and so I will keep... The thing about me is I really like to watch everything and try and pick it apart as best I can with my limited knowledge. So I will continue to watch... Trump, I I didn't see his speech in Georgia the other day after he got indicted. I will watch all these Tucker monologues or whatever he's doing. If he's going to have guests, I I try and watch a lot of stuff on Rumble. If Biden you know, spoke, I would listen to every word Biden said. You know what I mean? If he spoke. If he spoke. I would listen to every word he says. Right. So uh, I'm trying to keep up with Marianne Williamson, RFK, and, and we should all do that. If we want a democracy... We really need to try and follow all these See, the, the, the,
0: the interesting thing is is I think that right now there's no excuse to not follow them and keep up with everything and to actually cross party lines and just feel it, follow people because of the way social media is uh, created now. Before, you had to sit down and watch the person. Now they have clips and snips and whatever. And I'm not saying that this is the best way to consume their information. I'm not saying you're going to get the, the right way or whatever, but you can definitely tell um, different aspects and you can pick out different aspects from body cues, facial cues, tone, um you know about these people in general so there's no there's no point to not watch a clip of every person if it's only 20 seconds 30 seconds or something so forth while you're scrolling through your phone i mean or or playing candy crush or whatever so there's really no excuse
1: anymore democracy is a sport you know you have to be an active participant you've got to be an active participant so Mm. you maybe you don't have to run like me or you but at least uh, demand more of our leaders at this point or our people who well, are saying they want to be the Well,
0: leader. yeah, I, I demand more of more of the citizens because yes. a lot of citizens, you know, um, are just not involved. And, I, and I, I say it over and over and over again. I go out every... every I go out daily to go see, to talk to people, to, uh, you know, campaign for different things, to be on the ground. And you just see the same people. And we have a population of, what, 2 million in this damn county. And you just see the same people showing up every damn where. And you know that's not the 2 million people of course
1: <laughs> it's a very small you know niche group of activists in cleveland and like you said county wide and they're you know they're the best people they're the best people don't always agree with them on every single issue but the fact that they're participating yeah you wish more people just show up and would, you don't yeah. have
0: to do anything you don't have to say anything just show yeah. up and listen and then maybe ask a question or right. make a statement or tell somebody how you feel or 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 or, or, or whatever i want to go back to uh pay I, I said something a little bit ago that i said I don't know anybody who's worth a hundred million dollars. I want to take that back, but I do want to say that I think that because you're a sports guy, I think let me t- let me tell you why I'm asking this. Me and my brother were looking at uh, the MLB um, team salaries, payrolls, <laughs> huh? Payrolls, yeah, the total payrolls, right? And and my brother made, made a comment to me back because I was like, hey, you know what? You know, you know, the the in, the Indians back in what? 94 to what, 94 to 98 99 whatever they were excellent monty's like yeah because we were paying paying our players and he's like it was it was, it was one of the top you know team payrolls in, in the league and i was like bullshit and and sure enough go, go, went, went to go look back their payroll was 78 million dollars and it was number three in mlb juxtaposed to today we are at, uh, near the bottom at what 78 80 something similar, something similar and the top is around 300 and 376. It's like the Mets or something. Then it goes down to, like, the Yankees at 270. What the hell happened? And so the, so the, the, these payrolls are going up. And my brother's like, we just got to pay more. But is this actually sustainable to be paying that much for, you know, in, in the league and how the inflation and the salaries have gone up so far? And I'm just juxtaposing that to play people like Ronaldo that got the billion dollars to play for Saudi the Saudis. Like, is a player, I mean, only who's going to bring in eyes and, you know, uh whatever marketing and you could just you know sell ads with with, with him playing for your team and people will go watch the team because of that but a billion dollars i mean where did we come from you know uh you know a player making you know 20 million 30 million 40 million you know to 100 million dollar contracts to billion dollar contracts and now we're talking about Messi possibly turning this into 1.62 billion dollars what the hell happened I mean, and, and this is the same conversation we're having with Tucker. It's like people are saying, "Hey, Tucker, come to my channel for a hundred million dollars." Okay, and uh, and like now it's like it's like, and I, I know if somebody, so if Tucker wanted to get like you know a quarter bill to go for to go to somebody's channel, they're probably pay.
1: Oh, I agree with that. I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, where,
0: where did this where did these salaries and these cap, these caps when sports, or or even um, where did this money start coming from, like this?
1: Well, I do think it's, um, you know, wealth divide and, and capitalism and inflation, all those things, the people at the top, right? Um, they're the ones that can pay this, not me and you or anybody around here, even though Bay's very nice. Not, <laughs> you know, nobody around here can can afford that, but uh, Elon Musk paid 44 billion for Twitter, right? So we are living in an increasingly uh, uh, wealth divide world where they have so much at the very, very, very top. And agencies, right? Uh, Cleveland has IMG. Um, agencies are very powerful and good at what they do. Uh, <laughs> they get in the media. It To me, what was very interesting about this was Lamar Jackson not using not using an agent to negotiate his deal with the Ravens. And a lot of people were saying, well, the Ravens just aren't going to sign him. There's no him. that's posturing as far as I'm concerned. But he didn't use an agent, so he doesn't have to pay a 10% agent fee. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got the highest, got a bigger deal than Deshaun Watson, like $260 million or something like that, $280 million. Um, How many years? Seven, five, 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 I think maybe. So it's a bigger deal than Deshaun Watson. Like I got to think five for, for 230 or 250 So he's about uh, 55 a year. Yes, yes. <laughs> And so, um, That's so much fucking money, man. <laughs> you have, y- y- you got to know your value. You've got to know your worth when you're dealing with the billionaire class, uh, and, and you- usually you would, you would best be served to have an agent do that. But if the Ravens weren't willing to pay you, guess what? The Steelers might be. And so, in the end, uh, the owner of the Ravens has got to look himself in the mirror and say, I- you know, is the billionaire owner of the Steelers going to pony up? And so, it's still a capitalistic, you know, free market. Free market situation. It's just the the wealthy people at the top have so much more than they did back. when you're saying about the Indians' time,
0: right? Right. I, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. You know, when I looked at that, I didn't know that we were one of the top teams to pay pay players because we never really have been in the past couple of decades. Um, and it's just yeah, it was a
1: different ownership group. It was Dick Jacobs.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, it was different. And I wonder if Jacobs would have done that now. Paid the 300 billion or 300 million for.
1: I don't think he'd be up there with the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers, but I do think... I
0: don't think the market would support it, honestly. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, but uh, I do think he would not skimp. But like, then again, would it support
0: skim. it if we were able to get, you know, the Jeters and the so on and the so forth throughout that time and, like, you know, get the top players and...
1: And oh, sell but, out 455 straight games.
0: It's, and sell out, you know, all those all those games and then sell, you know um, you know, Indians, Guardians-branded gear to people in Los Angeles, you know? Right.
1: Um, yeah it would change, it would change the equation. It yeah. would change the equation.
0: That's, that's really interesting, man. it's just so, it's just so much money. I don't want to keep harping on this because we got to move on but I, I, just, I just see some of these contracts coming out and it's just like maybe things are more public now because of social media and we just didn't really know how much people made back in the day, but it's like it's like I'm just honestly shocked by how much money is being put into sports players, sports, these contracts, and
1: even media deals anymore. I think I'm extremely. I've been extremely shocked by it. And you know, when you talk about running for mayor in the second, uh, po- you know, number two in poverty, and I, I'll get off my freeway exit today and I'll see numerous, you know, homeless folk. Um, wealth divide stuff and how much money they have at the top is is rough for for me to deal with based on what I know about some of my parts of my community. Speaking of your community, what is the Stop Cop City controversy? Oh, you haven't heard about this? No. Well, this is not our community. This is in Atlanta. Okay. And um, they're basically trying to use, um, I guess, an old prison ground, which may or may not be a forest, to put you know tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds of millions, into. May or
0: may not be a forest. Is it a forest or not?
1: Well, that's part of the debate. That's oh, I've really? never been there. Yeah, I've never been there. But environmentalists are saying, hey, this is a forest. The you know the establishment is saying, no, this is old prison. This is the old prison ground. So. Um, but this has been a months long, months long protest, months long national news story. Um, a, guy, a protester was killed by the police. Now we've got the same, same discrepancy we always have. Did he shoot first? Did he have a gun? Did he shoot a cop? That happened months ago. Now just recently, this week, they raided, they raided the house of three, three people who run a bail fund, and they put them in jail. Just a bail fund, like we have these everywhere. Um, and they said, one of the charges is like, conspiracy and charity, and then they have an internal, see this is, the, I don't know that much, people should do, the, do do some research on it. They have an internal discussion amongst police officers about how they're trying to choke point this group who's kind of leading these protests, bailing people out of jail, things like that. Um, so the vote passed. The two Georgia senators, Osak and Warnoff, they had come out on Sunday, the vote was to be Monday are we gonna fund this this cop city uh, place on the old prison ground? Um, are, is the city council gonna to vote to fund it? Warnock and Osaf finally came out with some pretty milquetoast statements uh, saying, hey, everybody has the right to protest. Stop locking people up just because they're protesting. You know, but then there's been some incidents. There's been vandalism. A, a cop did get shot before that guy got killed. So, um, How peaceful is it? The protesters would have you say, hey, here, it's all on video. We're not, you know, just like post-George Floyd stuff. We're not uh, hurting anybody or vandalizing anything. So it's a really heated topic in, in, you know, and and if you live in other cities where there's been police brutality and things like that, and people want to fight more funding, more militarization of the police, I just think it's a very significant issue. Um, I don't now they're trying to take it to the ballot. They're trying to do a, a initiative in the City Atlanta to say they voted to pass it on Monday. They voted to pass it and fund it. I can't remember how many million it is. But the f- protesters are going to take this to the ballot box and kind of uh, put an amendment on there to withdraw their funding of it, funding and creation of it. But uh, the ch- like if you pull up videos of their city hall and the protesters and all this, this is a very significant topic. There's, there are, People are really pissed off. The establishment doesn't know what to do. But as we know in most of our cities, they err on the side of supporting law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, and <laughs> one gentleman did die. Uh, uh, like a local famous protester, Tortugita is his nickname. Mm. He, he g- got killed by police. And so that's its own issue. Are there body cameras? Did he shoot first? You know, same old, same old.
0: Gotcha. so, gotcha. Well, I can't comment. I have no clue. Yeah, um, I, I didn't click the link to learn about it. So I apologize.
1: It, it, yeah, it, it's uh, it's not a local issue, but I would say it is a national issue. And um, as it comes to other cities, right? Is yeah, so what do we want to do with our municipal tax dollars? How much more money does the does the police need? You know what I mean. So
0: we're getting attacked by these little white fuzzy things, midges, Man, just,
1: just like it's a Guardians game, midges. These aren't the midges; these are no, the, yeah, the white fuzzies. Well, these white fuzzies, the
0: midges here too. There's carnage. I mean, nobody can see this on the video, but like, there's literally <laughs> tens of thousands of dead insects around us, the midges from the lake. All right, last thing we have to talk about today is um, the SEC sues Binance and Coinbase, crypto.
1: I, I thought this might be right up your alley. I mean, I, uh, I, I didn't read these two complaints. They're very long. Um, a You're a lawyer,
0: of... man. You're supposed to be reading this shit. Yeah, man. yeah.
1: I'm going to read those two complaints. You have um, to read
0: it, man. I, 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 can, I can sum it up. Yeah,
1: sum it up. Exactly.
0: All right. All right, so the SEC comes and sues uh, Binance and Coinbase, two different toy lawsuits. It's a little shame that they were stacked right next to each other because they're completely different. The Binance lawsuit is pretty much the same as an FDX, um, Sam bankman fried kind of situation. Where they're saying that um, CZ, the CEO of Binance, is commingling funds, uh, the you know Binance's operating co- uh, funds and customers' deposits and their digital assets, commingling them and then either shipping them other places and investing it and uh, using it for a different kind of uh, trading or investments or whatever, um, which is a big no-no. Um, so basically, putting their assets at risk for either the company's gain or personal gain or so on and so forth. So that's one lawsuit. The Coinbase lawsuit basically says that they are acting as a broker-dealer exchange of securities. And and, and the SEC alleges that this is not what they signed up to do, even though they are a publicly traded company. Um, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, says, we have this all laid out here. We're not trading securities, but we are trading crypto commodities. Um, and this is what we do. They say, you're an exchange. They say, yes, an exchange of commodities, not of securities. Um, and the SEC is um, saying that, well, you're breaking the law because there are securities. And they listed 13 securities uh, in their complaint that they're trading. Again, are they securities? Brian Armstrong says no. The SEC says yes. Um, th- Who's Brian Armstrong? The, Co- C- the CEO of Coinbase. Okay. Uh, the, fact, the fact of the matter of this one is... The, the overall thing is Brian says he has try, been trying to meet with the SEC for, I, I can go on a rant for this for a while. So, but <clears throat> anyway, let's take it back. Okay. Let me tell you, there's just the, just this is Brian Armstrong saying that nobody's given us guidance of what is securities. Right. And so we do, we develop an internal process of how to develop security or what a security is ourselves. So we can figure out what securities are. Right? So he went. He gave everybody like an idea of a checkpoint of what we do through through internal um, due diligence to before we list something. And he's like, I went through. We, not him. He's not part of the process. But his lawyers went through thousands of crypto projects and and um, rejected ninety percent of them and listed ten percent of them because they didn't meet our you know specifications of what we think is a good product that, that does not fit securities that is a crypto commodity that we can trade on our platform. Again, they developed that in-house because there was no guidance from the SEC. The SEC is basically trying to regulate by enforcement, basically saying, ah, we'll see what they do. And then going out and saying, oh, gotcha. You know, and he's like, this is not cool because we're not acting in good faith. This is not fair to the different companies. Let's take this back a little bit because I think this is a very important parts of the story. Um, Coinbase says they have reached out to the SEC multiple times. Like not only were they in exchange for crypto commodities before they went public, uh, they were opt- uh, allowed to operate in the United States for, you know, since I think it's been 2000, I want to say 12. Okay. Um, and then um, and they, they went public two years ago. And so until that time, they, before they were public, they were operating after that time, they submitted all their documents and their, their plans to the SEC, and then the SEC was allowed them to go public with this business plan and and, and, and business plan in mind. And um, the SEC has yet to have a sit-down conversation with Coinbase. This is what they allege. Um, Gary Gensler, who is part of the SEC, who is the head of the SEC, the chair of the SEC, has a very, in my opinion, interesting past. Or past. Uh, not only was he a professor at MIT back in 2016, 17, 18, 19, uh, he's been on record on video saying that in support of cryptocurrencies and digital technology, digital assets and blockchain technology. Now he's went a total shift from that um, and saying that everything out there is securities. Again, we don't know what that means yet. Um, We'll we'll wait for that to go through the courts. There is a very big connection between, and this is just conspiracy stuff right now, but I think that it is, um, Interesting because again, one thing we talk about here between me and you a lot is once you find out the connections You almost find out the motivation, you know So if you say hey, why did Nancy Pelosi vote a certain way? But then we see that she made a million dollars from the something that she's shorting or trading against it starts to make more sense Hashtag follow the money hashtag either follow the money hashtag follow the connections and so on and so forth, right? kind of like um, Joe Manchin why right. is Joe Manchin in so so in support of coal? Well, right. he has a lot to do with coal in right. his businesses in West Virginia, right? Um, it just starts to make sense. So, Gary Ginsler was a professor at MIT. Sam Bateman fried was a student in, at MIT at the time. Uh, Sam, Sam Bateman Freed's Sam girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, was her father was also a professor at MIT. Her professor, her professor father was the boss of Gary Ginsler. While he was at MIT, Sam bankman Carried on Ellison, and Allison started a company together called FTX. Right. Um, they have met with Gary Gensler multiple times, and the SEC multiple times, as well as the Biden administration multiple times, um, and they actually had an office outside of outside of the White House in DC for lobbying purposes. CZ, the CEO of Binance, screwed their game up. The way that he did that is is that. He was holding a lot of FTT tokens, which was the token of FTX. Okay. I'm not going to go into why they have tokens, but that's a whole (laughs) whole other shady thing. Yeah, Um,
1: that's your other podcast. That's that whole world.
0: Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you why they have tokens, but whatever. But long story short is CZ, the CEO of Binance, uh, said that he's going to sell his token, which forced a a run on the exchange in that token, making people realize that FTX did not have the funds that they claimed to have destroying their business, destroying their reputation, found out that they were uh, co funds, guys arrested, we're gonna see where the charges come. Everybody's flipping on Sam Baitman-Fried, somebody's gonna go down for something. Um, nuts, but, but then we have still that circa, circle of, of people, everybody knowing each other. Gary Gensler knew Sam, knew Caroline. Caroline uh, was the daughter of his old boss. He's now the chair of the SEC. They met multiple times. Now he's suing these different companies. I'm not saying that there's any collusion. I'm not saying that there's anything nefarious. I'm not saying that, you know, whatever, but something people should check on. Sure. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Long story short, What are the results of this? Here's the thing that I think everybody needs to know is that um, places like Robinhood, Binance has a US arm called Binance US and Coinbase are are the basically the only places that people in the United States can buy and sell these uh, digital assets. Some of these assets, like uh, Cardano and Polygon slash Matic, um, are being called securities. And so now um, Robinhood will not uh, allow you to trade in them. Binance is not allowing um, US dollar conversions to these things. And now Coinbase is the only place where you can trade them, but it's still not certain if they're securities or if they're going to continue support of these tokens. What is happening for the American people now? that have exposure to these digital assets that might be securities or might not be securities is that these companies are pulling away from support of them. And now the American people that have investments in there are holding, holding the bag because now we have no on ramp or off ramp, or if there's only one place to you know buy, sell or trade these, these, these different assets. For example, me, I bought um, probably around $2,000, $3,000 worth of uh, Matic on Robinhood. They sent me an email a couple of days ago that says we're not supporting it anymore. Matic was already trading at a lower price than I bought it for. I was losing money, 600 bucks. I tried to take my Matic out to put it to Coinbase to hold it there, which was crazy because what happened was is when you sign up for Robinhood, I don't know if you have a Robinhood account, Mm -hmm. but if you do have, but if you know to get exposure to stocks and buying and selling and, and those, those different things, you have to give them your social security, your name, your upload, your ID and so on and so forth. They do a complete check of who you are and confirm your identification. For me to send out my Matic to Coinbase or anywhere else, or an external wallet, I would have to re-upload my ID, which is complete bullshit because they already have my information because I use the platform already, right? And it's connected to my bank account as well. They know who the hell I am. The app that they use, or the third-party app that they use to confirm my identity via ID crashed four times in a row. I was not able to get Transferred it out. Transfer out. I was not able to transfer it out. So I was either A, they were gonna liquidate me, at possibly a later date because they're going to st- stop um, support of it around seven days later at a lower price, possibly, or I liquidated it now. Long story short is I sold this thing that I bought for $600 at, at a loss because I wasn't able to get out. So we have a lot of people in that kind of situation. So for an American, for an American that, that has put it there, the only thing that they're doing right now, by, by these lawsuits is they're not protecting the investors is they're actually Starting a run on the market to—it's starting to hurt investors. It's starting sure. to hurt, regardless of if it, you think it's a Ponzi scheme, regardless if it's a security or a commodity, regardless if you think it's the future or, or, or not, regardless of what you think of it, the fact of the matter is, is there is investment in there, and that investment is now getting hurt by the regulatory actions, um, and the cascading effect of those
1: actions—the fear and the negative
0: news—exactly. And, well, and and the, and the companies that don't want to be connected to it, so they say, okay, you know what's easier, just to drop them.
1: Well. That's not nice. Right. To give you the current value in United States dollars back, but you're at a loss and you were planning on holding it. Exactly. It's like, I wouldn't mind. Like For example, for me, I wouldn't mind
0: losing my $3,000. Sure. If that was the direction of this, you know, digital asset, I'd be okay. I, I messed up. I, I took a gamble for the most part. I think trading stocks in the most part is gambling. Gambling, yeah. Um, it's kind of an educated gambling, but it's a, it's a gambling nonetheless. But this was being forced by a, a, an effort, and so I know that was a little bit long. I'm just I just wanted to point out that yeah. that there is ripple effects to this, and what they're doing is they're cornering people to to divest their assets, and not getting the fair market value that they at least thought they were going to get, or could have potentially got in the future. And and it's 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 a shame, putting everybody else in uh, you know, um, in in the United States that are holding these different assets in kind of like this weird place of of limbo and it's not the rich people you're screwing right right it's, it's, it's the person that yeah that put you know you know two three thousand dollars into it's a coin i mean doze is not part of the lawsuit but in Dogecoin coin going like what the hell's going on with the market now thank you very much for you know so and they can say I, you shouldn't have done that but it's like who but, should do anything but they're also going again after robin hood because of their token or they're not tokenized sorry their are um fractional shares so in Robinhood, you're able to buy fractional shares. So a share of, say, um, Tesla stock today is around two hundred forty-four dollars. You don't have two hundred forty-four dollars. Oh, okay. You can buy twenty bucks worth of Tesla. Okay. Right, and it'll 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 trade with whatever Tesla is.
1: I've always wondered about that. Like I, I've always wondered about well. I could never afford one of these Warren Buffett shares of stock. It's like a two hundred fifty thousand dollars share of stock. So it's like, can you get a portion of it? Because it are one share is already a portion of the company. But you know the yeah the Warren Buffett thing is is very interesting to me going backward in time. But uh, okay, that's that's educational for me about Robinhood. I got gotcha. you. And so
0: they're going after against they're going after that kind of like uh, fractional shares as well from the retail investors. What they're basically doing, what they're saying is like, hey, retail investors, the average mom and pop person, people have lost money in like Robinhood. I'm sorry, in uh you know Robin Hood. Let's just call it, Wal- you know with Wall Street bets and say GameStop and shit like that. Right, right those coin they bought at 30 40 50 cents and it's at six cents today you've lost money so the mom and pop who put money into whatever are are down in money now not saying that they'll be down in money in the future but they're down in money people are trying to protect the the mom and pop investor right so it could be coming from a good place it could not be coming from a good place i don't want to comment on that because i don't know their motive what I am saying is it is preventing the average person, the average retail investor from participating with no past to participate now. And now we're putting that whole market in turmoil. Basically saying, unless you're an accredited investor, which means you make $250,000 a year or have a net worth of around, I think it's $2 million. Uh, Who's you, that? You, Nobody. Uh, you, are, you are not be able to participate, right? And so Robinhood, um, eToro, and these other companies were trying to make the average person on the pop... Have access the same way as everybody else does, and direct access. They're acting as the broker-dealer, so you don't have to go to your guy at the bank and they take it, whatever, or deal with them. You could just do it at your computer. And so I think this is a this whole thing that's happening with the SEC, with digital assets, with Robinhood, and every everything, is only, in my opinion, not protecting investors. Uh, first of all, there, people should have an education to understand. Like, you, if you put money into, say, Tesla, it could go to zero, and you're going to be lo- lost your money. And uh, just another thing that people should know is that if you put something, something in Tesla, say it's at 244 today, and it goes down to 100, you haven't lost your money until you sold it. Wait five years; it could go back right. up. Um, it's just about about market ebbs and flows, ups mm-hmm. and downs. You know. Um, but if you do not allow the average person, the retail investor, into these markets and allow them to basically do what they want with their money, you're stacking the deck again for the rich. You're stacking again the deck against the average investor and you're basically
1: controlling what people can do with their money. And I think
0: that's really unfair.
1: Makes sense, We're getting attacked, what the fuck? Ah, It's a new day. Um, So I'll ask you a few real basic questions and then we won't belabor this, but do you think, because the way that I, the little bit of research I did, the little bit I read, do you think that the Binance, Binance and CZ people are acting in bad faith? Do you think that Coinbase, is acting in is or was acting in good faith, and do you, and does any of this have anything to do with Bitcoin? Binance and CZ, I think
0: that their business model was exactly like Sam Bankman-Fried's model. Um, I think that they, <clears throat> I think that there's a bunch of people that came out in exchanges that came out at the exact same time that had their own tokens, that used their tokens as a way to um, get money from their retail investor use that money to leverage for actual fiat currency or or dollars or euros or whatever and turn that into something uh, some hard money that they can use uh, other ways while people can hold the bag i do not i I do not think that they're completely acting in good faith i think that cz um, started a business and grew it from um uh, deceptive practices that could be being used in good faith now
1: because because the one reason i asked that is there's that one sentence in the complaint where it's like two internal employees literally saying to each other, like, bro, we're dealing in an unregulated securities market or right. whatever. And so that will pop your eyes open.
0: <coughs> right, no, and I and I 100% agree with that. I, I, there has been, I do not think that Binance is acting in good faith. I don't think anything that they did and to get to the point that they have um, is acting in good faith. Uh, I think there was a lot of wash trading. I think that there was a lot of currency manipulation, token manipulation, and I think that they were using their BNB token and other tokens for ways of raising artificial capital to get real capital. Um, and I, it was basically the same um, business model as FTX, Huobi, KuCoin, um, or these other exchanges that are out there. You just don't come out one day and come, go to the number one exchange without you know, something. Manipulation. And Coinbase is still not there. And, they're, and, and so, and now that it goes to Coinbase. Do I think Coinbase is acting in good faith? I a- absolutely do. Um, because they are trying to be a regulated market. To support this digital asset, um, blockchain change. Page. What does it have to do with with, with Bitcoin? I, I I think nothing. They've already said that Bitcoin is a commodity. It's been out there that the SEC has said Bitcoin is a commodity, and so it's not going to have. It's not going to change anything to, to Bitcoin in general. Uh, I don't know if it's going to do anything with Ethereum. Um, they've already. They wouldn't say that if it's Ethereum. People have not. There have been people testifying in, in front of Congress that said. That wouldn't answer the question if Bitcoin, or I'm sorry, Ethereum was a commodity or a security. Uh, Ethereum was a, a commodity and thought of as a commodity up until they changed from proof of work to proof of stake. So now it's kind of, how are we going to classify it now? That doesn't matter. Um, but I think Bitcoin is still going to be a, a label commodity. Any more questions?
1: Well, I, no, the only reason I asked about that was getting back to our main you know, topic, politics, I think... There is a block, right? We talk about pro-life Pence voters. There is a block of voters right now that um, want Bitcoin to, you know, be (laughs) the future and be, uh, you know, as an attack on kind of what they view as the corrupt bank and centralized whatever. And so RFK and DeSantis, you know, they're kind of preaching to that block of voters. Like, hey, we're here to, use Bitcoin as a, as a way to kind of decentralize and, you know, uh, a check and balance on our corrupt system, you know, is Bitcoin. And so you hear RFK and DeSantis preaching to this group of black voters. So I just thought that was an important question.
0: Well, it, 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 it's interesting because I, I, I'm, I'm going to use um, Jason Calacanis's uh, um, analogy of this, but I mean, this is insane. I'm, I'm happy I took algae medicine. <laughs> it's like we're in a fairyland or something. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna have fuzzies all on my camp computer and shit. <laughs> um, so to use Jason Calacanis's Cal- Cal- um, analogy is like disruptive technology is uh, or, or new technology and transformative technology is there to disrupt. Uber disrupted right um, taxis. Taxis taxis were fucking pissed they protest they you know they they and they, they, mm-hmm. i was in china when uber came to china and taxi drivers and uber drivers were literally fucking gangs of new york wow you know and and like they would in my in in the place where i i was uh you know managing um i had a i had multiple i had security incidents where the wow. taxi drivers would block access to our venue from anybody else coming besides their taxis. Wow! And if we didn't use, use their taxis, um, then, then, then they would, they just wouldn't. We would, would have violence and whatever. So we actually had to have, actually had to extra security just to try to control the taxi mafia. And so like, this was a real thing. It was a disruptive technology.
1: All right, uh, I, would, I would also submit, Netflix was disruptive of blockbuster and movie theaters.
0: 100%, Airbnb,
1: hotels. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, Twitter now.
0: Yes. Twitter media. to
1: Fox News. Yeah.
0: So now, when so when Bitcoin comes out, um, and these digital assets, ways to sell, send value from A to B without the traditional banking system or the government government issued fiat currency, you have a disruptive technology that is going to get against the the Fed and the Treasury. That, that, that's a bad thing. Now people can say, oh, it's just a Ponzi scheme or whatever, but what they have proved is that you can safely, reliably. And quickly transfer value from A to B in a digital form. This is in its and it's self custody, it's not a uh, regulated or centralized or um, government backed, you know, uh, currency institution, yeah, or institution. And and this is this is quite innovative, transformative, and uh dangerous for a government for a currency. And this is why you see people that are either um, on a dollar standard or using dollars within their country or. Um, using both the dollar and their, their fiat currency, also accepting Bitcoin as well as a alternative because of the, um, stability, the extra stability it would get outside of their instable system with the dollar to their pesos or, or lira or whatever, and, and so on and so forth. Um, and also the ease of, of, of transfer. And so, um, Politically speaking, I think that it is a, a coordinated effort. Um, a lot of people want to call again. Was, I, I wanted to separate the technology of, of what a blockchain is to a, a brand like Bitcoin or you know cryptocurrency Ethereum. or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact is, is is it's a it's a ledger system that can that is um, allowing people to safely custody something and transfer something over distances and create a network of payments or transfer of value that is outside of a, a, a government system. And that is huge. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Good stuff. Um, so it's, it's the disruptive technology. I think that what the government is going to do is, I, I think, I, I don't know what the government's going to do, but with Bitcoin, if they were smart, they would brand it as a commodity, make it tradable, make it uh, be able to put on uh, you know the stock exchange or whatever, make it an ETF, and allow people to participate in as an investment instrument so they kind of tamp down the idea of using it as a
1: extra blow mon- up the dollar. Extra monetary system. Yeah, but there but from my knowledge, there is no they. There's a guy or a group that invented it and now we all just kinda use it. There is no they that can brand it. A certain kind of way, as such.
0: Right, right. So, so that's why I said the government should brand it as certain way, as such. Oh, the, gov- the okay, government. The government gotcha, should say, gotcha, "Hey, gotcha. okay, fine." Should Tra- label
1: it a certain kind. Trade of Trade
0: it, whatever. It's a commodity. If it goes up, it goes down. Whatever. Oh, you trade it, and so they kind of like take it out of out of the uh, idea of you can just send it w- wherever you want, willy nilly, and, and and transact in it, um, and just you know allow
1: people to invest in it that way. Uh, gotcha. But, yeah, that's my my opinion. Interesting stuff. Yeah. That's right. another thing I got to learn more a lot about.
0: You know, blockchain technology. You see, and that's the thing. I think that there's a lot of confusion about, and everybody's like, "Oh, blockchain is for drugs and fentanyl," and because it's politicized again. But at the end of the day, blockchain technology is a ledger system that is secure, auditable, and um, you know, verifiable. And if you just take the idea of a <clears throat> decentralized, secure, tra- secure um, ledger system that is verif- ver- verifiable and um, um, auditable. You can apply that to many different things that we have issues with just let's talk, a supply chain is one that people have been talking about for uh, for a long time. How do we know that this bag this gucci bag is an authentic gucci bag right but we can log it on a blockchain that you can see chain of custody same thing with pharmaceutical drugs same thing with beef same thing with um, you know any kind of cons- consumables where is a and b and how do we for sure know that this is the chain of custody, chain of, you know. Yeah, you know, transfer. Chain transfer, transfer. It goes to voting. Like, how, how, do you, how do you know that everybody says, like, I don't trust it because where's my ballot, you know? Why, there is technology out there right now where you can vote, see your vote go into a ledger, and it doesn't have to be on you, there's ways, ways of, of obfuscating people's um, personal I- identification, but see that the chain of votes tallying on a blockchain is and, and could audit it, and it's, it's full, fully viewable and decentralized. Um, that we can have a system where voting is never in question anymore.
1: Right. And we're getting attacked. We yeah. gotta go. Let's get out of here, man. Fair enough. No, no, no. We'll we'll do this again. All right.